This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. It's a Big 12 Friday on the John Moore Show. Here's Baylor second and goal. Brewer to throw. It's in. Touchdown, Bears. Ben Sims again, his second receiving touchdown today. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by Marine Land Boating Center, on the web at marinelandwacoyamaha.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. First and 10, Iowa State at the 18-yard line of Kansas. Purdy gives it to Nwongu up the middle. Big hole across the 10, across the 5. Touchdown! Kane Nwongu, 18 yards. And a beautiful opening drive from Iowa State. Howard takes the snap. He throws the ball back on a jailbreak spring. It's deflected, intercepted. Dylan Tonkery, he's got a six-point touchdown! Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. Two receivers to the left. One to the right-hand side. Pro Wells is the H back to the left. They're going to run behind him with Evans up the middle. 25-20. Down to the 15. To the 10. To the 5. The freshman scores. Hit the horn. It's a 30-yard scamper for the freshman running back, Zach Evans, out of Houston North Shore. Here we go. Fourth down and eight. Oklahoma State at the Texas 12-yard line. Three receivers out wide left for the Cowboys. On the shotgun, Spencer Sanders... Has the snap. Blitz coming. Sanders looks. Being chased. Circles around. He goes down. Joseph Osai wraps him up. This game is over. Now for a look around the Big 12 Conference, here is the State of Texas Co-Sportscaster of the Year, John Morris and Garrett Ross. Hi, and welcome to John Morris Show on a Friday, a Big 12 Friday for sure, a high school football Friday as well. We'll get you ready for the weekend. Garrett will have a high school review and preview, and Chris Allman will join us. Fun facts to know and tell and share about Baylor's opponent this week, the Iowa State Cyclones. So welcome in. Glad you're with us. Getting things started here on a Friday morning. Highlight cuts in the open, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield IM. G College will be in Ames tomorrow for the Bears and the Cyclones uh, on the air at 4 p.m. Kickoff at 6 here on ESPN Central Texas Television for Baylor Iowa State on FS1 tomorrow night. It's gonna be a fun game. Uh, I want to see. I'm interested to see what Baylor can do as far as you know offense, getting the ball moving. But you know, it should be a fun matchup. Hopefully, starting faster than yeah. the uh, Bears have the last couple of weeks, a uh, couple of games, and uh, I know Coach Randa and the staff have pushed that, made some tweaks in their schedule mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to to hopefully move in the positive direction of getting the game started faster, uh, which they certainly didn't do against Texas, and certainly didn't do last week against TCU. Yeah, they can't they can't go in and and get themselves down a couple of scores again. That's just too difficult to come back I don't care who you are right that's that's really difficult but with this offensive style and and them not being able to uh get the ball downfield consistently it's it's really difficult yep. so Baylor Iowa State tomorrow uh, from Ames Jack Trice Stadium heard a highlight cut from John Walters the voice of the Cyclones courtesy of uh, the Iowa State Sports Network 
from Learfield IMG College. Heard Brian Estridge, the TCU Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. It's an interesting game tomorrow. TCU home hosting Texas Tech. Um, I, I think that uh, that has the potential to be a really good, close game tomorrow. I would say so. I mean, Tech looked better with the, the quarterback change last week. And then, obviously, TCU, we, we were able to see what they were able to do. But... Yeah, TCU is intriguing to me. With the they have a lot of good running backs. Right. It's just a matter of figuring out how to use them and find your niche. And then Duggan, we all know what he can do. But yeah, I, I haven't had the opportunity to watch Tech this season, so I'm not too familiar. But I know this should be a fun game. Yep, they play in Fort Worth. It's two thirty tomorrow. It's on FS1. TCU is two and three in the conference uh, and overall uh, after the win in Waco last week. Tech is one and four in the conference. They are two and four overall. So, uh, so that'll be that uh, is tomorrow in Fort Worth. That'll be fun to watch on FS1 tomorrow at two thirty. Highlight cut uh, from your Tony Caridi, the voice of the West Virginia Mountaineers. Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. First game of the day tomorrow is West Virginia at Texas, 11 a.m. on ABC. And I think that one has the potential to be a really good, close, well-played game also. I think it does as well. I mean, Texas is going to be without Keontae Ingram, so you're probably going to see a lot of Ellinger running, which, I mean, he's the leading rusher on their team. But West Virginia is coming off that huge win last week. Their defense is really great. And, I mean, it's, it's going to shape up to be a really fun game. West Virginia sitting at uh, three and two in the league. They're four and two overall. Texas, likewise, three and two in the conference and four and two on the season overall. They play at 11 a.m. in Austin tomorrow, uh, televised by ABC. Then uh, you heard a highlight cut from Craig Way, the voice of the Longhorns. Uh, he and the Longhorns at home in Austin. The other games tomorrow, 2:30 on ESPN two. Kansas at 19th ranked Oklahoma. Uh, kind of name the score there, you would think, for Oklahoma. Yeah. But, but you never know. You never know. But it, it, I, I feel confident in saying that Oklahoma should probably win big. Yeah. What was the score last week, Kansas and, uh, and Iowa State? I can't State? remember that one. Let me look here. 52 to uh, 22. Kansas did score 22 points last week. I mean, that's so, promising. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> So, and then the other game is uh, 3 p.m. on Fox. It's 14th-ranked Oklahoma State at Kansas State. These are two of the three teams, uh, along with Iowa State, that have just one loss in conference play. So that one's a big one. Uh, the winner there uh, will have at least a share of first mm -hmm. place in the Big 12. Yeah, and I'm interested to see which team bounced back. I mean, b last week both of them took tough losses. Kansas State got was worse. I mean, right. West Virginia had their way with them, so – it's interesting to see which team can bounce back and try to avoid dropping two games in a row. And the narrative around Stillwater this week, I think, has been, look, we did a lot of good things except mm -hmm. for the turnovers. Right. I mean, they basically beat Texas in every way except the turnovers and except in the scoreboard, uh, which they still lost the game. I mean, don't get me right. wrong, they lost the game. But Oklahoma State, uh, you look at those numbers, and it was uh, really impressive except for the turnovers. Uh, that was their problem last year. I mean, they were yeah. they had they had plenty of games that they had uh, a great opportunity of winning, but they were just uh, turning the ball over. And unfortunately, that showed up again last week. Now, hopefully that doesn't become a theme and they can get over it. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's really the only thing that's holding Oklahoma State back at this point. 
The highlight cut, the last one we heard, was Craig Way, voice of the Longhorns, Longhorn Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. So that's the schedule of games in the Big 12 coming up tomorrow. More on all of that when Chris Allman joins us in a bit. Uh, also, uh, volleyball last night, Baylor and Texas. Baylor number three in the nation, Texas number one in the nation. Baylor came out, and they were playing lights mm-hmm. out. The first two sets, Baylor won, went up 2-0 on Texas, and they were just playing lights out. Uh, and and I'm, I'm sorry I'll take my part of the blame for Texas coming back <laughs> because I texted Katie Smith, right. and I said, uh, volleyball killing it in Austin. And then in parentheses I said, those words have never been said before <laughs> in that order. And then lo and behold, Texas got hot, won the third set, and the fourth set they were rolling, and they had all the momentum going into the fifth and deciding set mm-hmm. and won that one 15-9. So Texas came from 0-2 down to win 3-2 over Baylor. Baylor is now, uh, if you're keeping track, 0-45 all-time in Austin. That's wild. That's unbelievable. It I, really is. And, and they started out so great last night. You know, I thought I was really thinking I was holding off on the sports beat, you know, till mm-hmm. after that. And yeah. I was thinking, all right, here's your lead story. <laughs> Baylor wins over Texas. But it didn't happen. Now, I was keeping up with it on Twitter. And, I, I, you know, I saw where Yossi had a phenomenal game. Yeah, 29 I mean, she kills. played lights out. But, yeah. yeah, it's just one of those things that Texas is number one for a reason. Exactly. Right. You know, and so, yeah, you wish Baylor would have got it. But, man. Yeah, they, you know they look good. Yeah, so uh, they'll play again tonight. Do you have that audio from yeah, Coach uh, Coach it. McGuire? Here is Coach McGuire post game last night. The Baylor volleyball coach. Thanks to uh, Max Calderon for uh, corralling Coach McGuire. Here are his thoughts after the three two loss to number one Texas in Austin. Thoughts on the match first? Uh, obviously, we came out strong, and in, in, uh, those first three sets were a battle for us. Uh, you know, Yossi looks. You know, back like national player of the year, so it's good to see her dialed in. Uh, again, she made some good defensive moves and uh, some good block moves for us. Uh, you know, defensively, I, I thought we were making some good stops and, and wore them down. You know, we look at some of these sets and it just went back and forth, back and forth. So uh, I did feel we had opportunities to finish it in three. And when you're on the road, you need to get out of there as soon as you can. So. Uh, credit Texas, you know, I thought they served aggressive and weren't dialed in early on, but uh, made it happen down the stretch, and uh, we became a little less less terminal. So, well, uh, we got to make adjustments and we got to rest quickly, recover quickly, and be ready to rock and roll. It's Coach Ryan McGuire, Baylor volleyball coach. Thanks again to our intrepid reporter Max Calderon, who uh, tracked down Coach McGuire and got that for us post-match last night. Now they turn around and play again this evening, seven o'clock on the Longhorn Network. You know th- this is big. Uh, this is big for Baylor, but it's mm-hmm. big for Texas too. Uh, RPI for both schools, right. you know, really can take a, a boost from this. And the Longhorn Network, you know, on their football game broadcast on the Longhorn Network, they always do Longhorn Game Day, right. which I'm not sure if it's an hour show, or two hour show, or a six hour show. I'm not sure, but they did a Longhorn Game Day pregame show prior to volleyball last night, and they'll do it again tonight. So that shows you, you know, this is a big, big event. It really is, and I mean, I, that makes sense. You got the two of the best teams in the nation right. going That's at right. it. Why not? That's exactly right. Why not take right. advantage of that? So seven o'clock tonight, uh, in match two, and remember Baylor in in second matches this year against Big Twelve competition. You know they're playing back to back nights, either home and away. On the that second night, Baylor is six and zero, oh, 
and they're all six sweeps of every opponent this year. So, so far, they have been very, very good in making whatever adjustments they need to make and uh, obviously winning and sweeping mm-hmm. every second night match this year. So tonight that will be put to a challenge against UT, but uh, I'm excited to see how that plays out this evening. Let's hope that trend st- yes. keeps up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is exactly right. So it's uh, 7 o'clock tonight on the Longhorn Network, Baylor and Texas. Remember, uh, soccer in action at home tonight starts at 5 o'clock. You could go watch soccer and then come home and watch volleyball uh, or watch both uh, stay at home. Uh, Soccer, 5 o'clock versus Oklahoma from the Lou, Betty Lou Mays Field. It's on Big 12 now on ESPN+. All right, let's take a break. Uh, Back with more in just a moment. Garrett will give us a rundown of high school games uh, last night and tonight in the area. Then uh, we'll move on from there, but we'll hear from Garrett about the high school football Friday when we come back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by D'Amore Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. We'll see decreasing clouds today, and that means a lot more sunshine on the way for the afternoon. High temperatures today, pretty mild at 77 degrees. Clear skies tonight, looking good for high school football. Overnight, we'll see low temperatures fall to 52. And your weekend forecast, mostly sunny, continued mild with a high of 78 on Saturday and sunny and 80 for the high on Sunday. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.36 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. TFNB Your Bank for Life supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. For 75 years, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe ranging from half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, bench posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. It's the High School Football Pick'em Contest on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Whataburger. Each week, go to CentexSportsFan.com to vote for 10 selected games throughout the Central Texas area, with the winner receiving a Whataburger gift certificate. For all you Hatch Green Chili fans out there, you know how great they are. And if you've never had the Hatch Green Chilies, here's a perfect introduction. The new Hatch Green Chili Bacon Burger at Whataburger, available for a limited time. It's the High School Football Pick'em Contest, brought to you by Whataburger on ESPN Central Texas. (laughs) 
The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Berg Colgen Ford. When it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Berg Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class. The number one Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Berg Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas student-athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Berg Colgen Ford. Berg Colgen Ford, trusted since 1936. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game. It's Al from the Good Feet Store. I know lots of people have a hard time pronouncing it and an even harder time living with it. I'm talking about plantar fasciitis. Our art support system is specially designed to help alleviate or even eliminate the pain caused by plantar fasciitis and a lot of other foot conditions. I see people who have tried everything finally come into the Good Feet Store and walk out feeling like they've gotten their lives back. Find what you've been missing at the Good Feet Store. See what they can do for you with the free arch support bidding at the Good Feet Store in Waco, located near Cabela's. Show on this Friday morning. We're brought to you in part by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Hey, remember uh, they have got their uh, watch party tomorrow at the Baylor Club. Baylor and Iowa State football, 6 p.m. If you're looking for a place to go and be with other Baylor fans and uh, watch the game, how about the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium? They've got the four 75-inch televisions, like we said, just like at Garrett's house. But Garrett's is not open to uh, visitors, I don't think. But the Baylor Club is, uh, if you're a member of the Baylor Club. So uh, check that out. Keep that on your radar. Uh, the watch party for Baylor-Iowa State tomorrow evening at 6 at the Baylor Club. Uh, let them know you're coming, and uh, they'll have free... Uh, uh, free chips, free queso, free salsa to go along with the uh, watching of the Bears and the Cyclones. And remember, we get ever closer. Maybe it seems like it's uh, a ways away, but it's really not. Uh, they've got Thanksgiving to-go meals available at the Baylor Club. You have to order by November 18th. Then you'd pick up on November 25th. Uh, go to the website, thebaylorclub.com, and you can get the menus, either the, uh, the uh, regular menu of items or the souped-up menu, either of which are a lot of food and all really good from the Baylor Club. So check that out and remember the deadline, November 18th to order Thanksgiving to go and uh, they also have a very generous program going where you can donate money through the Baylor Club and they'll provide a turkey and a Thanksgiving dinner to uh, families in need here in Central Texas. So very generous by Mike Mosel and the good folks at the Baylor Club. Give them a call if you have questions or to make reservations 254-710-8080. It's also the number you can call and uh, ask for information about membership. They're always on the web at thebaylorclub.com. All right, uh, Chris Allman is in the room. He'll join us next segment. Garrett, right now, give us uh, mm -hmm. what we need to know about high school football uh, review from last night and preview coming up tonight. 
So, yeah, last night Shoemaker uh, took on Brian over at Leo Buckley Stadium. It was, was a really close back-and-forth game, as most Thursday night games in Leo Buckley are. You never really know what's going to happen over there. Uh, but ultimately, uh, the Gray Wolves got the win, 42-30, to and they improved to 6-0 and on the season, 4-0 and in district. So Shoemaker is off to probably easily their best season in quite a while. Um, so that, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in there uh, with Temple in District 11, 6A. Or District 12, 6A. Yeah. Anyway. And uh, so the next game is Oglesby 8-1 versus Dimebox 5-1. This is uh, District 14, uh, D2, 1A. Last week, Oglesby beat Buckholtz 82-32, to which secured a playoff berth. Uh, Dimebox had the week off after Mount Calm canceled their season. The Tigers are averaging 43.3 points per game, while the Longhorns are averaging 35.8 points per game. The Oglesby offense flows through spread back Davin Barrow. He's rushed for over 1,300 yards this season. And if Oglesby gets the win, this will be their first district championship since 1984. So it's a big game wow, tonight. All right. Uh, another game to keep an eye on is Troy 5 and 2, 3 and 2 at Academy 6 and 3, 2 and 3. Uh, these two teams are very familiar with each other. Academy head coach Chris Lancaster, uh, he was the offensive coordinator at Troy last season. And uh, last week, Troy fell to Rockdale 46 to 38, and Academy had the week off. The Trojans are led by a star running back, Zach Herbacek. We're all well familiar with Zach and what he's been able to accomplish throughout his career. What's his yardage up to now? Man, it's I'd have to look. It's it's four or five thousand yards this year. Probably. It's probably <laughs> close to that. But he he is he's closing in on a record though. Yeah. And uh so Coach, Coach Lancaster joined us earlier this week on game time and he had mentioned that a lot of teams struggled to slow Zach down by over pursuing. He said Zach's really good at getting you going then stopping and cutting on a dime. So they're going to ho- try to put an emphasis on being disciplined and, you know, playing gap assignment defense to try to try to slow them down the best you can. Uh, the winner of this game is going to make the playoffs and the loser will start playing basketball. So there's a big game. All right. Next time you have Coach Lancaster on. Okay. Is that a regular, fairly regular? Pretty much. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's on pretty often. They're doing well. They're having a good season. Yeah. Next time you have him on, just refer to him as the Red Rooster. The Red Rooster. Yeah. Just throw that out there. And you can tell him that I, I, I ask you to do that. Okay. And uh, ask for the history behind the Red Rooster. I definitely, I'm intrigued by this. <laughs> okay. This is going to happen. All right. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, I like that. All right. So another game in District 11 3A. And this to me is probably the best game in our area. It's Lorena, 6 and 2, 4 and 1 in district at Rockdale, 6 and 3, 4 and 1 in district. And uh, so the winner of this is going to be district champion of the probably the most. Difficult, one of the most difficult districts in our area is 11 3A D1. It's just chaos every week, upsets. It, it's so fun to keep a hold, uh, keep track of. Uh, last week, Lorena Cruz passed Caldwell 48 to 14, and Rockdale beat Troy 46 to 38. The Leopards have an explosive offense led by dual threat quarterback Ben Smedgehammer, and Rockdale is led by Texas Tech commit Cameron Valdez, who he has rushed for over 1,200 yards and 19 touchdowns this season. Uh, another game is Waco High one and three zero and two at Mansfield two and three one and one. Last week Waco jumped out to a thirteen zero lead over Midway. They looked really good, but then they ultimately fell apart and ended up dropping the game sixty three to thirty seven. Mansfield tried to control the clock against Powerhouse Duncanville, but they ended up falling to the Panthers uh, thirty five to nothing. The Lions still haven't settled on a quarterback. They rotate Nate Reyna and Sean Mooney in and out of the game. Uh, Braylon Martinez is a, a threat on the at receiver, and last week. They had a lot of success just throwing the ball up in the air and letting him use his athletic ability to go up and get it. Uh, Mansfield's a run-heavy team. They're led by running back Denario Davenport, and he has rushed for over he's rushed for 458 yards and seven touchdowns this season. And then 
one game, the last game here is Midway one and three, one and one, versus number two Duncanville three and one, two and zero. Oh. So Duncanville, we all know they're loaded with D one talent across the board. They're led by Alabama commit Kendrick Blackshear at middle linebacker. Uh, their offense is averaging thirty six point five points per game, and they've outscored district opponents ninety one to nine. Oh gosh! So Midway needs a miracle to make this game competitive. Uh, the Panthers' offense finally got clicking last week against Waco High. They had a lot of success throwing the ball to Jalen Gibson and Zach Stewart. Uh, and you can hear this game tonight right here on 1660 ESPN with uh, pregame starting at 7. You can also hear Temple 3-1, 5-1 versus Ellison 0-3, 1-5 on Fox Sports. And pregame for that game is 7 p.m. as well. All right, very good. Looking forward to it. A lot of great uh, matchups, a lot of great games around the area. Should be great weather out at the uh, ball fields mm-hmm. this evening. So everybody, be careful as you travel. Did we get a Did we get a Gatesville mention in there? No, but Chris, Chris, yes, Chris Allman is here. What do we need to know about Gatesville they, High School? So they had two games canceled earlier this year: Lampasas right. and Lorena. So this week, which would have been a bye week prior to their playoff game against Carthage. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. They are traveling to San Angelo tonight mm-hmm. to play Pecos <laughs> really? High School. I believe uh, Coach Howard at Gatesville and the head coach from Pecos are old friends. Okay. Yep. So they scheduled this game, and they're going to play. Uh, apparently, the stadium out in San Angelo is really nice. So they're they're pretty jazzed about the road trip. Nice. And nice little stadium. Pecos runs the slot T that Salado runs. Okay. And so... I would say that Gatesville is slightly more prepared for it than last time. Right. But as I understand it, it's almost impossible to defend the slot (laughs) team. So let's just hope that the athletes in Pecos are not as good as the ones in Salado. Wow. All right. Now, you make most of the Gatesville games. I try to get to. Are you going to San Angelo tonight? No. uh, Those trips are like currency in my home. Uh Like you have to spend them wisely. Uh I got you. Um, And so I'm going to try. I don't know if Carrie's listening. This might be news to her. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to try to take Lane on a road trip to Athens next week to uh, oh, see the, to see the, playoff, the playoff game. game. Yeah, because I told my nephew Parker last night, playoff games aren't guaranteed. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to say, well, I'll catch you guys next year. They're just right. not guaranteed. Right. So if I can see my nephews playing a playoff game and see Carthage play, well, yeah, why there not? You go. Why yeah. not make the trip? That's a good call. Good call. And and this is a good way to break news to your wife. I, yes. I, I, I use this every <laughs> once in a while oh, I know. for that also. <laughs> I haven't told her yet, but uh, let me float this out there. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Carrie, we appreciate you very much. Uh, Garrett, thanks very much. Mm-hmm. Those are the high school games tonight. Uh, Chris is here. Let's take a break when we come back. Fun facts to know and tell and share and amaze your friends with about Baylor's opponent this week. In this case, the Iowa State Cyclones. Chris will give us all of that when we come back. Stay with us. John Morris Show returns in a moment. Brought to you in part by Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340 South. On the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys Football 2020. Snap back, looks right, looks again. Only heard here. Throws a deep sideline, caught. And Amari Cooper has a first down up to the 45-yard line. All season. Am I not correct that that's Ben DiNucci's first professional completion? Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Live from AT&T Stadium on ESPN Central Texas. 
Today, no matter what, we're going boating. Sound like something you would say? Time to visit Marineland Boating Center to discuss the new Mercury four-stroke outboards. Ranging from two and a half to 300 horsepower, the new four-strokes deliver legendary Mercury performance, unbeatable reliability, and boat-enhancing technologies for superior whole shot, top speed, and fuel efficiency. If you crave smooth, powerful, and reliable boating, come to Marineland Boating Center, Mercury Outboards, Go boldly. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Local officials continue COVID-19 surge testing in McLennan County through November 20th. Testing dates and sites are listed online at covidwaco.com. Save time, pre-register online and print your completed registration form. You can print your form at any of the four Waco libraries or three community centers at no charge. Waco Transit will be providing free transit rides to or from testing sites. Saliva test for COVID-19 through the federal community-based testing site program is being used. This program provides COVID-19 surge testing sites until November 20th in areas where there has been an increase of number of new COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations. All sites are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Log on to covidwaco.com for exact testing sites and dates. You do not have to have symptoms to be tested. It takes just a few minutes to receive your saliva COVID test. Act today. Go to covidwaco.com. Be safe and be sure. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco. 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, Saturday, 8 to 5. High school football was in action Thursday night in District 12-6A as Shoemaker topped Bryant 42-30 to remain undefeated in district play. Here's Shoemaker head coach Toby Foreman following the game talking about his team's performance. Well, we came out flat, and I don't understand that. Maybe Thursday night, maybe, I don't know, full moon, or I don't know. But we got to do a better job not coming out flat. We came out completely flat, and Coach 
Rogers, a legendary coach. He was ready to play, and we just, you know, we answered the bell tonight. Audio courtesy of KCEN Channel 6. Tonight, Temple will try to keep pace with Shoemaker as they host Ellison. This game can be heard on Fox Sports Central Texas. And Midway, they'll be in action as they host Duncanville on ESPN Central Texas. Pre-game for both is at 7 with kickoff at 7.30 and can be streamed live at CentexSportsFan.com. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris Show on this Friday morning. We're brought to you in part by Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor. Just Google search Amanda's name and that'll get you to her Facebook page or website. Plenty of great information there, plus contact information. That is Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor. John Morris, Garrett Rossi in studio, and pleased to be joined by Chris Allman with another edition of Friday Fun Facts. Uh, was this hard uh, being Iowa State, you know, team that's uh, kind of, you know, a little Not bit fun. further away? No, I mean, I'm sure. Did you have to dig a little deeper to find some fun facts for the Cyclones? I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to ask you a question and kind of ask your permission for something. Okay. I don't, I don't want to run the risk of being the Tom Rinaldi of this show, <laughs> which every time Tom Rinaldi does a feature on game day, uh-huh. it's like heartbreaking. Uh, right. Like I remember the one he did about coach Bennett's wife a few years back. Oh gosh. And yes. I was like, goodness, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah. So as I was doing my research on this and it's become, it's been brought top of mind in the last few months is the story of Jack Trice. Yeah. And I wanted to revisit it. But then after last week talking about, um, the TCU coach that had passed away in game. I yeah. just don't want to become like the downer guy, but you know, the Jack Trice story is really amazing. It is, and and the stadium named after him is a great tribute for him. It's the only uh, major college stadium named after a uh, an African American. Yes. So I was I was wondering if it was okay if oh, we sure. get through the fun facts and then maybe finish with a little of diving into the Jack Trice story. Sure, it's a good story that that needs to be told. Yeah, because the New York Times wrote an article about it this summer that was it was really really wow. really good. Okay. Um, so I went back and poured over that and pulled out kind of some of the the bullet points to tell the story quickly. Yes. If I'm capable of telling a story quickly. I don't know that I am. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Baylor and Iowa State. Uh, first time these guys played was in September of 88. That was in Ames. I was there. Okay, I was going to ask. Yeah. That was a. Those were some lean Iowa State years. Am I right? The big eight years? Oh, yes, very yeah. much so, yeah. Was that 88 Baylor team pretty good like was that an expected trouncing or Uh, did you pretty good uh not great didn't go to a bowl game but but they were pretty good but one one very handily that day okay and then another potentially significant game october of 2004 iowa state won 26 25 those were in the years the coach morris years i think where maybe there was some progress being made Anything memorable about that game? Was it one Baylor not gave away? Really. Yeah, not really. I, I tend to uh, <laughs> not remember those losses that clearly. Mid a mid two thousand Iowa State Baylor game is yeah. probably not one you replay while you're laying in bed at night. Sorry, <laughs> okay, no, sorry. All right, a couple of things about. Oh, but the next year, 05, Baylor won, mm-hmm. and it was Baylor's first Big Twelve road win. Okay, maybe first Big Twelve win. 
the next year. Oh, wow. In 05. No, that couldn't have been. Had to have been the first Big 12 road win. Wasn't Colorado significant in there somewhere? Yeah, beat Colorado in, in Waco. Okay. Was that maybe that was the first Big 12 win? Maybe. Okay. And that was 04, is that right? Okay. Maybe. Maybe if we ever get to fun facts about Colorado, we'll answer that question. Wait, that can't be right. Did we go eight years without a Big 12 win? That can't be right. I don't know. I don't know. All right, sorry, I derailed you. <laughs> go ahead. I think you're the one in the room that would know that, so sorry. <laughs> All right, fun facts about Iowa State. They started playing football regularly in 1899. Uh, they had one season in 1895, called it quits for a few years, thought again in 1899, hey, let's, let's give it a shot. Did you know they did not go to a bowl until 1971? So they played football for 72 seasons before they went to a bowl game. Did you know they did not win a bowl until 2000 under Dan McCarney? Yeah. So in their 101st season of football, they finally won a bowl game. Wow. The Cubs talk about not winning a World Series for 108 mm-hmm. years. I mean, imagine being a loyal Iowa State fan all those years and not winning a bowl game in 101 years. Um, we mentioned Jack Trice, Jack Trice Stadium. There's a little bit of a, an aura around Jack Trice Stadium because it's kind of gained a reputation, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, for the last few seasons where ranked teams and really good seasons kind of go to die. Um, it's started in 2011. I think Oklahoma State was rolling that year, and they went and visited Iowa State, who was 5-4 and four at the time, lost 37-31. I think that was, that was the year they won game. the Fiesta Bowl. Oklahoma State did, so that loss to Iowa State probably precluded them from being playing in a national championship game. I think they were number two, weren't they? Oklahoma State? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they lost 37-31. Right. Um, so that was kind of the first one. But then Iowa State actually lost their next 11 games mm. against ranked teams at home. But then in the last two, three years, this kind of story is, has uh, – the myth has become reality a little bit more under Matt Campbell. So in 2017, uh, OU was number three. They came into Ames and left with a 38-31 loss. That same year, TCU was number four. They rolled in there and lost 14-7. to And then that same season, they almost took down number 12 Oklahoma State before they lost 49-42. In 2018, West Virginia was ranked sixth in the country. They rolled into Ames and got trounced 30-14. to And then last year, uh, they beat number 22 Texas in Ames. And so uh, Ames, a very, very difficult place to play, both by the numbers, and I'm sure, John, as you've been as you've been there, it's a tough environment to go and play in. They're great fans. They really are. Yeah. And, and I don't know what those people are doing now because they are tailgaters like crazy. Like, the, that is the top tailgating spot we ever go to. Well, Iowa went to the president in the election, so I would imagine they're just ignoring all the rules and just tailgating, <laughs> if, I were to, <laughs> if I were to venture a guess. He might be right. There, there's a correlation. The highest COVID cases all – those states all went to the president. I'm not making a political statement. I'm just delivering numbers. Interesting. Facts. Facts. <laughs> that's, all, that's what I do here. Uh, all right. We mentioned a lot of this success has been recent successes under Matt Campbell, who is unequivocally an excellent coach. And a lot of folks, I don't think they pay a, a ton of attention to sub FBS football, but Matt Campbell basically comes from football royalty, both at high school and the college level. He played at Massillon High School, which is the second winningest high school football program in America. It's the alma mater of Paul Brown, uh, which basically the father of, a, of modern football. It's the alma mater of 23 pros, three NFL coaches, and 14 college All-Americans. And then if that's not enough, he goes on to Mount Union, which if you know anything mm-hmm. about D3 football, Mount Union is, it's Mount Union and everyone else. And I say this as a Mary Harden Baylor grad right, who we right. know something about D3 football, but it's Mount Union and everyone else. He won three national championships while he was there. Um, that's the three of 
Well, 13 at the time. They may have picked up another one since then. But he and his teammates won 55 straight games when he was at Mount Union. So, John, I have a question for you. Massillon was, uh, was nominated as a candidate for Town USA mm-hmm. by ESPN in 2008. They finished fourth. Mm-hmm. I don't have any records, but was Danville, Kentucky – uh, on that list anywhere? Uh, in my mind, yes. Number one? I don't know about that list. <laughs> They're number one my, on your list. In my mind, yes. Town USA. There is only one Town. All right, let's get to some famous <laughs> alums real quick. Um, in academia, George Washington Carver is a former student. He was the first African-American student at Iowa State, first African-American faculty member. Uh, and then Frederick Douglass Patters, he was the president of the Tuskegee Institute, and he founded the United Negro College Fund. If you know anything about uh, amateur wrestling or Olympic wrestling, you know that Iowa State is a breeding ground for great wrestlers, including possibly two of the greatest of all time. Uh, Dan Gable. Dan Gable was a 1972 Olympic gold medalist. In 1971, he won the World Wrestling Championships. He lost one collegiate match in four years, and then he ended up taking the head job at uh, Iowa. So Dan Gable, if, if when I think amateur wrestling, which is not often, but I'm, I think Dan Gable, he's yeah. the amateur wrestler that I know, went on to coach several Olympians. And so it was thought that nobody would ever be Dan Gable, but long comes Cale Sanderson <laughs> to wrestle at Iowa State, who goes 159-0 and <laughs> in college, never lost, won four national championships and an Olympic gold in 2004. He's now currently the head coach at Penn State. So Iowa State, for a long time, was a breeding ground for Olympic wrestlers. Then with the... Their avenues from there were either professional wrestling, if if they could be convinced to put on the show, but in recent years, mixed martial arts has become a, a mm-hmm. place where a lot of uh, Iowa State amateur wrestlers have ended up. A guy named Kevin Jackson has had some success, so they a breeding ground there. Uh, there's, there's as many uh, wrestling banners hanging in Hilton Coliseum as there are basketball banners. Wow. I mean, they have a rich history in wrestling. Yes, and that's not a slight. Iowa State has had really good basketball. That's right. Sure. That, that's yeah. not a slight. Right. Um, Iowa State is where they have the coat racks in the basketball oh, arena. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're a fun fact about what's that stadium? The stadium? I'm uh, sorry, the, the arena Hilton? is Hilton Coliseum. Okay. Sorry, yeah. you just said that. I just zoned out. Uh, these not f- uh, football alumni, but Mac Brown, Pete Carroll, and the recently deceased Johnny Majors all coached at Iowa State. Um, my favorite all-time Iowa State basketball player, the mayor, Fred Hoiberg. I don't even know. Is he, where's he coaching now? Nebraska? Is he still coaching Nebraska? I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. Boy, I remember during the conference, not maybe the conference tournaments last year, he got sick on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. And was just sweating profusely, and it was right around the time that COVID was happening. Right, and man, all eyes were on Fred Hoiberg. <laughs> he became the poster child. He did. Didn't everybody he? was like, "We get him out of the stadium immediately." Is it Nebraska? Yeah, he's still at Nebraska. Okay. okay. Um, Russell Stover of Russell Stover Candies, huh. uh, a former student. He only went for a year and a half, I guess, before <laughs> maybe his candy business boomed. And then an old Georgetown High School friend of mine, Tim Pagler, an Iowa State alumni. No, no rappers. Went to Iowa State. I don't think that's all that I'm shocking. not shocked by that. <laughs> um, how much time do I have to do Jack Trice? Let's I wanna... do this. Let's do the break, and okay. we'll do that after the break. How about okay. that? Okay. All right. That's great. No, notable uh, alums here locally. 
uh, from Iowa State, okay. John W. Spellman, a uh, real estate magnate. He was part of the Dirty 30. Did you come across anything about the Dirty 30 team? I, I didn't, but Mr. Spellman's office was across the hall from mine when I was in insurance. Really? So I did yeah. not know that. So John Spellman, proud Iowa State alum. Okay. As is Ed Page, uh, ATB okay. mogul. That's right. And uh, we have an interview with Ed on our tailgate show coming up tomorrow. Okay. So Ed's a great guy, and he's one of those that will cheer for Baylor 11 out of 12 games right. every year. This year, 8 out of 9 games. But when it's Iowa State, he's cheering for his alma mater, and I think that's great. But, I yep. mean, he's big Baylor, except for the one game a year, one time a year when they play Iowa State. So, that's, I love that. That's the kind of person you want in Waco. Yeah. You want somebody who's 99% Baylor, except for that one day of the year. That's right. Yeah. And I understand it completely. Sure. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we'll get more from Chris when we come back. The Jack Trice story, and it is, uh, it's very inspiring if you don't know it, and a great tribute to him that the stadium is named after him in Ames. We'll have that when we come back. Uh, stay with us. John Morris Show returns in a moment. We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2020. Snap back, looks right, looks again. Only heard here. Throws a deep sideline, caught. And Amari Cooper has a first down up to the 45-yard line. All season. Am I not correct that that's Ben DiNucci's first professional completion? Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Live from AT&T Stadium on ESPN Central Texas. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you, too, can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Do you wake up each morning with chronic joint pain or go to sleep at night with the aches and pains of a recent or old sports injury? Meet Dr. Lance Ellis, a board-certified orthopedic surgeon with Coriel Health that specializes in orthopedic spine surgery, minimally invasive treatments for bone and joint pain, hip replacement, and joint reconstruction. To learn more about Dr. Ellis's personalized treatment plans or to schedule an appointment, visit CorielHealth.org. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. The Black Friday sales event is back at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. During the sales event, get employee pricing for all on all remaining 2020 round 1500 pickups or get 0% for 84 months and no payments for 90 days on any 2020 Lone Star 1500 crew cab. And if you need that heavy duty workhorse truck, nobody beats our selection and pricing. The Black Friday sales event ends soon, so make that short drive and see why it's always cheaper in Cameron. ESPN Central Texas brings you the Holiday Chill, sponsored by Coors Light. You can enter for a chance to win a Yeti prize by snapping a picture of a Coors Light display at your nearest store and text it, along with your name and keyword, CHILL, to 254-662-1660. Weekly winners selected every Friday on ESPN, and one lucky winner will receive the grand prize of 40-inch flat screen TV. Coors Light, keeping Texas chill throughout the holidays. Celebrate responsibly. Must be 21 or older to participate. No purchase necessary. Details at Centex. Good luck to the Midway Panthers as they continue their tradition of excellence this season. At Wilkerson Hatch Bailey, we also carry traditions. I'm Brooklyn Bailey. For 95 years, our family has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services and celebrations custom to your loved ones. 
From intimate memorials to large celebrations, we believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to your family. Learn more at whbfamily.com. One step at a time, America's moving forward. Life is opening up, and the Good Feet Store has two. With safety measures in place, we're ready to serve you. See what they can do for you with the free arch support fitting at the Good Feet Store in Waco, located near Cabela's. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco. 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, Saturday, 8 to 5. High school football was in action Thursday night in District 12-6A as Shoemaker topped Bryan 42-30 to remain undefeated in district play. Here's Shoemaker head coach Toby Foreman following the game talking about his team's performance. Well, we came out flat, and I don't understand that. Maybe Thursday night, maybe, I don't know, full moon, or I don't know. But we got to do a better job not coming out flat. We came out completely flat, and Coach Rogers is a legendary coach. He was ready to play, and we just, you know, we answered the bell tonight. Audio courtesy of KCEN Channel 6. Tonight, Temple will try to keep pace with Shoemaker as they host Ellison. This game can be heard on Fox Sports Central Texas. And Midway, they'll be in action as they host Duncanville on ESPN Central Texas. Pre-game for both is at 7 with kickoff at 7.30 and can be streamed live at CentexSportsFan.com. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They're on the web at alansamuelsdcj.com. Ted Teague and his staff at Allen Samuels are ready to make your holiday season very special. You can get Black Friday pricing, not just on Black Friday, but all month long during the huge Black Friday sales event. Right now, those big, beautiful Ram Lone Star crew cabs feature employee pricing for all, plus 0% for, how about this, 84 months or up to $3,750 in values. Get an additional $1,000 off if you own a competitive brand, no trade-in required, and no payments for 90 days. It's Black Friday all month long at Allen Samuels. Shop, apply, buy online at allensamuelsdcj.com, and they deliver a customer-first award of excellence winner like they've been saying for years Come by, let's be friends. All right, back uh, more from Chris Allman. Fun facts to know and tell and share and amaze your friends with about Iowa State. We've already been given a number of those. But, uh, Chris, the uh, the story of Jack Trice as we play in Jack Trice Stadium tomorrow is certainly a story that uh, that bears retelling. Yeah, and if it's okay, I, I went and I pulled out, like I said, some of the – I, I summarized this New York Times article, so I'm going to kind of just read this, but please feel free to interject, being okay. that it is your show. Uh, so Jack Trice attended East Technical High School in Cleveland uh, in 1922, and he actually ended up at Iowa State by following his high school coach, a man named Sam Williman. Um, and at the time, there was only a small number of African Americans, fewer than a dozen, that were playing major college football in the Midwest at that point. And at that point, less than 1% of Iowa's residents were black. Wow. And so it was a very, very, very small, even chance that he would be a, uh, allowed to play football and play at the major college level. So on October 5th, he traveled by train with his teammates to face Minnesota. And it's unclear uh, whether or not he had to stay in a separate hotel from Iowa State's white players, but they know for sure he was not permitted to eat with the team. Um, and the night before the game, he wrote a letter that was found in his coat pocket, and it's now kept in a, in a university archive. 
Um, and here's a, a portion of that letter. It's, he says, I quote, my thoughts just before the first real college game of my life, the honor of my race, family, and self are at stake. Everyone is expecting me to do big things. I will. My whole body and soul are to be thrown recklessly about on the field tomorrow. Every time the ball is snapped, I will, pr- I will be trying to do more than my part. On all defensive plays, I must break through the opponent's line and stop the play in their territory. Beware of mass interference. Fight low with your eyes open and toward the play. Roll block the interference. Watch out for cross bucks and reverse end runs. Be on your toes every minute if you expect to make good. So writing this letter that ended up being kind of a a last will and testament, but writing it just trying to get prepared for what he was about to face. Well, on the second play against Minnesota, he suffered a uh, sustained a shoulder injury that was later diagnosed as a broken collarbone, yet kept playing. In the third quarter, according to some accounts, he dived into the legs of Minnesota blockers. He was trying to impede the ball carrier, and that move is the roll block that he referred to in his letter. And it was later barred for being too dangerous, but at, in doing the move, he landed on his back instead of on all fours and was essentially trampled by a rush of cleats, so compounding on top of the already broken collarbone. Now, in the 70s and 80s, conflicting accounts started to emerge. Two of his former teammates disagreed on whether he had been injured deliberately. One of the teammates actually said he did not believe race was a factor, uh, but a former Iowa State athletic official said he did believe Minnesota wanted to hurt Jack Trice because he was black. So he was taken to a hospital in Minneapolis and then accompanied his teammates back to Iowa on the train after they lost. Um, he laid, they put him on a mattress in a train car. So just not even a lot of dignity as he suffered. It just, it, the story kind of gets worse as it goes. Two days later, um, or when he got back, a doctor looked at his condition and thought it was too risky to undergo an operation. And then two days later on October 8th, he passed away. Um, he was one of 18 college, high school, and semi-pro football players to die in October and November of 1923. Golly. That's how violent the game really? was in its early days. Hmm. The next afternoon, classes were canceled. Uh, his teammates carried his coffin, and several thousand students attended a memorial service on campus. His teammates set out five-gallon milk cans and collected almost $2,300 to cover funeral costs, Settle the mortgage his mom had taken out to pay her son's tuition. Um, And a newspaper elegy followed saying Mr. Trice was of steel character, a true modern knight who won glory upon the fatal field. But unfortunately, as we tend to do, the memory of Jack Trice kind of faded until 1957. uh, A journalism student came across a plaque that was commemorating him in a university gym. And the student had never heard of him. So he wrote an article for a campus magazine that even at the time didn't draw a whole lot of response until in 1973, it started to gain some traction um, thanks to a professor named Charles Sohn, and that began a 24-year drive by students and some faculty to get the stadium renamed for him. Wow. Um, the stadium opened in 75, um, but not named after Jack Trice Stadium, excuse me, not named after Jack Trice until 1997. Um, in 1984, they tried to reach a compromise by naming the venue Cyclone Stadium and the, the field, Jack Trice Field, um, but a lot of students criticized it, thinking they were kind of dodging the issue and not being all the way in until finally in 1997, the university changed its mind and dedicated the stadium to Mr. Trice. So now 23 years, it's been Jack Trice stadium. So that story is just one of, it's got so many layers, what it yeah. was like to be black a hundred years ago, how hard it st- probably still is to be black now what football was like in the early days, just the almost barbaric mm-hmm. way the game was played, and then the struggle to honor someone of color 
um, that it took 24 years to name it. So I, I just think the Jack Trice story is amazing. And you said the, the one stadium in major college football named after an African-American. Yeah. Wow. Good story. All right, Chris, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. We got to move out of here. But uh, one birthday we don't want to slight. Uh, young Jack Almond turns one year old tomorrow. Jack, Daddy. happy birthday to Jack. One year old. That's great. A year ago, I was sitting in the cafeteria on the phone doing fun facts about someone with yep, you guys. That's right. Talking that's about right. Providence's uh, food being really yep. good. <laughs> that's funny. That's right. So happy birthday to Jack. Hey, appreciate everybody being with us this morning. Stay tuned. Off the bench is next. That is Stephen and Garrett. At noon, it's Unnecessary Roughness. At 3, it's game time. High school football tonight, Baylor, Iowa State tomorrow. Just keep it right here on ESPN Central Texas. Have a great and safe weekend. And Lord willing, we'll talk to you again on Monday. I have officially turned the corner on old age.